even though there was a hurricane going on, I just give you like five things that I noticed from for our industry after attending this between the people that I talked to on the show floor, the sessions that I did, which I didn't do any speaking sessions. I did more of a Q and a panel and I interviewed Billy Manzo. And then I did a bunch of interviews with entrepreneurs and pizza restaurant owners on at my booth on the show floor. And here's a couple takeaways on this podcast of things that I think you should be on the lookout for things that I think are going to change our industry over the next year or two. And things that I think if you haven't yet, which you probably are, if you're listening to this podcast, the things that I mentioned on this podcast, you're probably aware of, but these are just things that I noticed across the board. Uh, and I think that they're going to be pretty valuable to you. First of all, I need to say thank you to Fierro Forney. They were at the show. They had an amazing booth, tons of great pizza coming out. And I talked to Tony was one of the interviews that I did. And we talked about a couple of new products they're excited about. One's where they make a press, where they press the pizza out for you. It's a video I got coming out on YouTube. You can go check it out. And then the dough mixer, obviously you know about that. And then they have a dough cutter and rounder, which saves a ton of time. So if you want some information about that, head over to fierroforney.com. Sign up there, or you can just go to smartpizzamarketing.com too. There's a products we recommend. Click the link. Let them know you heard them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast and just want some more information about those couple things that are going to help your business out because those three products are going to help you with tremendously with one of the things that I noticed across the board that I'm going to get into on this podcast episode. And also MailShark. If you're looking to do some direct mail, MailShark's your go-to place for that. They do a ton of mail mailings for pizza restaurants, so they know it works. They also help you financially by having you pay as you go. You don't have to put up a whole lump sum to send out 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 mails. You can if you want to do that. But if you want to spread them out over a couple weeks or months, they can help you do that and you pay as you go. And they have a whole bunch of different programs to help you understand your audience and understand how to reach them best and what's working across the board. Mailshark.com forward slash SPM if you want some more information on that. Okay, before we get into the podcast here, I do have to say that th I really enjoyed this show. I had a booth, which was kind of a booth, but not a booth. And I, this is the way I want to do shows in the future. I want to in invite you who listen to the podcast to any show that I go to. I do not want to speak at events. I want to do this. I want to hang out, talk to people, have a quick conversation, not even a quick, 30, 40-minute conversation. Anybody else who wants to join us can sit down in, in the audience and hang out with us. That's what I enjoy doing, and that's why I love this show. And here's some other things. By the way, go over to our website if you want the show notes. Everything that I talk about in this episode, I will link over at smartpizzamarketing.com. That is enough for me. Let's get into it. For me, because I'm talking on this one. So it's kind of a weird Five segment, but key takeaways from this year's Pizza Tomorrow Summit in Orlando. This was the first year that this summit took place, the Pizza Tomorrow Summit. And the turnout was pretty good. I have to say, I, don't, I wasn't really sure what to expect when we were going to attend this summit. And it was the first year of the show. So the first year of any show usually isn't the best turnout because people aren't sure. There's always that chicken and egg scenario. The vendors aren't sure if people are going to show up. People aren't sure if there's going to be enough vendors and enough things to see. But this year, the show was pretty good. And it just so happened that there was a hurricane during the two days that the show was going on. So even with all that said, the show turnout was pretty good. I had a booth there. Now, before you do it, and you say, oh, you had a booth there. It wasn't a booth, so to speak. It was an interviewing station. It was a table where I had a couple of people that I know come over and do some interviews. When I wasn't there and I was kind of walking around the show, I had a TV monitor up playing some past interviews, and I thought that was really cool. And I've been asked to speak at a lot of events 
over the course of the last three, four years. And I think this is the only way that I'm going to be speaking at any event moving forward is if I have a little area where I interview people, there was four or five tables and you can come watch and sit down and hang out with me and watch me interview some people, or you could just use it as a workstation. And that's what some people did as well. And I really, really enjoyed the interaction with the people I'm having on the podcast. I had Billy Manzo on the podcast. I had Rev. I had Alex Coons from Hot Tongue Pizza. I had Dave, who has term- the Timinator in uh, Cherry, and he has a pizzeria. There were so many other things that he was up to. Uh, and it was just great to sit down and talk to people because I do these podcasts generally virtual. There's on an app. We're not in person, which I like to do because I don't have to leave the office. I can just have my whole setup in the studio here that you see, uh, and everything works out pretty well. But it was pretty fun to do them in person, so I think that's the only way moving forward that I will ever do an event or speak at an event. Never say never, but that's going to be my preferred method. Now, at this show, there was a few things that I've noticed, and a few things that I noticed between the booths and vendors that were at the show and the people I talked to either on the floor or I had on the podcast at my little studio there. Number one, technology. Technology is not going anywhere, and it is going to need to be your friend. The younger generation of folks is not going to want to interact with your business like the older generation of folks is. So texting, uh, AI answering phone systems, which Pizza Cloud did. Shout out to Pizza Cloud, sponsor of the podcast. They have a great new system for AI answering your phones. They have the cellular backup so you don't have down phone lines and then it all can integrate with your point of sale systems. Uh, The other thing, email marketing, huge. It's gonna be really big. You're gonna wanna start to ramp up your email marketing if you haven't already. And you need to get comfortable with technology. There's a lot of people who are entering the pizza business and I really think the pizza business is in for a very big disruption. And the old way of doing things is gonna be dramatically changed because there's a lot of people who started either with an uni or a gosney in 2020 or 2021 and now that their business is solidified over the last couple of years of doing these pop-ups they're looking to transition into brick and mortars or food trucks and what they did is they leveraged social media and technology to start their home business now they're moving into a brick and mortar and they have all that technology going with them and they know how to use it. They're comfortable with it. So if you are a brick and mortar and you've been around for a long time, you need to get comfortable with technology because those two, the audience who is comfortable with technology and the competitors who could be your competition, they're comfortable with technology. They're going to dominate your market. Number two, staffing is still a major issue. Again, back to the technology. How can you incorporate technology in order to help alleviate the pressure of the lack of staff. I don't think that's going away anytime soon. I don't think that's gonna go away ever. I really think that we're in for a rough ride when it comes to staffing. I don't think that the younger generation of people are gonna want to do the job the same percentage that we did back in the day. So you're gonna have to figure out how to leverage technology so you don't need as many people and how you can make it as easy as possible for the people that you do find. Culture, hiring bonuses, pay, atmosphere, technology to make their job lucrative and easy to do. Number three, now this is more of a show thing. The one thing that this show had that others didn't is location. It was in Orlando, a very family-friendly atmosphere. And I think there's an audience for a family-friendly, it's hard to say, a family-friendly location like Orlando. The, the shows that we're used to are in Las Vegas, 
in Atlantic City. Both really horrible places to bring your family if you are a business owner who, yes, wants to get away from my business, but also maybe wants to use it as a way to take a vacation with my family, but I can also go to a show for a day or two. There was many people who said to me while we were either walking around the show or at my booth that said, you know what, I love Orlando. I'm so glad we came to Orlando. I came for the week. I got to see some sights in Orlando. The weather's phenomenal. And I could bring my family. This is the first pizza show that I was able to do that I could actually bring my family with me. And it wasn't awkward. Yes, you can bring your family with you to uh, Las Vegas or Atlantic City. And there are some things to see in Las Vegas. There's nothing to see in Atlantic City in October. Uh, But Las Vegas, you could probably find some things, whether it be in the city or the outskirts. But Orlando is a family-friendly destination. And there was a lot more people who mentioned that to me than I thought was going to mention it to me. I I thought I was the only one who really liked Orlando and thought it was a great destination for a conference. Uh, And if I ever do something for uh, SPM, Orlando will probably be the place that I start it. Uh, But that was one thing that I noticed a lot of people mentioned. They love the family-friendly location versus Las Vegas or Atlantic City. And for us East Coasters, it's very easy to get to. Number four, so many questions whether it was the two panels that I did. I did a panel where I interviewed Billy Manzo on stage, and I enjoyed that. And then I also did a Your Questions Answered panel with Rev, who put together a panel, and then the audience would ask us questions. I enjoyed that. But there were so many basic questions about marketing that I I don't know if I wasn't prepared for them because I'm always prepared for questions, but I thought the sophistication level of business owners was a little bit more sophisticated. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. There was a lot of basic marketing questions when it comes to social media. How many times should I post to Instagram? Should I, where, if you were to start today, how, what should you do on Facebook? Like what is an Instagram reel? What's the difference between stories in the feed? What is TikTok? It was so many basic questions, which led me to believe that there's still a lot of people out there who are just not really leveraging social media for their marketing in their business. And if you are that person, which you probably are because you're watching this video or you're listening to this podcast, you're a lot further ahead than most people. So yes, you may have been starting late or you may not be, you may not have it all figured out, but if you're starting and you're posting consistently to social media, whatever platform it is you choose, you're a lot further ahead than you think. Because there were so many basic questions with le- which led me to go check out these people's website and their social media pre- presence. And I was shocked by how many didn't have a consistent presence. And what do I mean by consistent presence? I mean, they haven't posted on their Facebook or their Instagram or TikTok at all uh, or Twitter or LinkedIn in a consistent fashion ever. It's, I'll post today. I'll take a week off. I'll post two posts. I'll take a couple weeks off because I get busy. They don't have a system in place. They don't have a plan. They don't have a marketing strategy. So you need to get going with that. And it is not too late. And if you are that person, which leads me into number five, you can dominate your market. Because I can almost guarantee you that wherever you are in the world, if you look at your city and your competition, if you're a location-based business, there's probably maybe one other business in your area that is doing a really great job at social media. And what do I mean by great job? I mean... They're posting consistently. They have a good engaged following. They're using a couple different platforms. They know who their audience is. They create content on a specific level and they post consistently. And it's getting 
likes, it's getting comments, it's getting shares, it's getting engagement. They're doing it consistently for an extended period of time, which means it's working for their business. I bet you there's only one other place in your city who does that in your category well, which means you're a pizza shop. There's probably only one other pizza shop that does a great job on social media. Maybe it's zero. Uh, in my city, in my surrounding areas, there's not a lot of pizzerias. If I go to, say, the three cities around me, there may not even be one that's great on social media. Maybe Salem, which is a very high-profile city because everybody goes there for Halloween, there's probably one or two pizzerias that do a great job on social media. In my city or the surrounding ones, I can't think of one that does a great job on marketing their business using social media, which tells me that there is time and there is time to dominate your market if you are that business. Take it seriously. There's a whole lot of information that I put out there for free to help you figure out what you should be doing, how often you should be doing it, and what platforms you should be using it. And if you're not sure, join our mastermind group. It's a monthly group. It's very cheap and affordable for you to figure out and ask questions and just get the basics of what you should be doing to market your business. Huge. There's still time for you to dominate. And the, and the last thing I want to talk about is this pizza documentary. It's on Tubi. I'll link it up in the show notes. It's free in the either the comments of this video or the show notes for this podcast episode. And Alex Coons, actually, we were talking about this in the podcast interview that we did. And he said, you got to check out this documentary. It's from 2008. It's about the world pizza champions. I think there's two pizza flipping teams. I don't know what they're called. World pizza champions and the U.S. pizza team. That's what they are. And it's a video about how they clashed. And it was like Tony Gimignani, Steve Green, kind of putting this all together in the beginnings, and then they clashed, and they separated into two different teams. But the drama and the back and forth inside of this pizza documentary is fascinating. So if you've ever, if you ever wondered why the two pizza magazines don't get along or how the two pizza teams started, this documentary is for you. I guarantee you'll get a kick out of it. I, I mean, I know these guys, Water Under the Bridge, they're, it's it's well known in the pizza community and they've gotten past it and they've moved on, but it's just, it's just fun because you know what, no matter what's going on in your business, there's always drama. There's always something happening and it's just fun to see how it works out and plays out in the end. So if you're in the pizza industry, I highly suggest you check out the pizza documentary. And again, I'll link it up in the show notes below this episode or in the podcast episode. I'll put it in the show notes on the website, smart pizza marketing. All right, that's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.